0: And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show.
1: Hello, loyal Movie Madhouse listeners. It is Jason here. And uh, due to an unfortunate circumstance that I was in no way involved in, Mike and Rob have failed you. I am flying solo. Someone has to keep this ship afloat. But, but, I want to change things up a bit. Uh, gonna use this time, yes, I'm taking over, that's right, I'm taking over, and they can't do nothing about it. Oh wait, Mike's probably gonna edit this out. Anyways, I'm gonna use this time to do an experimental podcast, uh, my own little side project I've been toying with for a while. I call it, Why Are We Friends? I call it that because I'm going to have my friends on it. Since Mike and Rob don't want to let me have them on the regular pod. So, this is the first pilot episode of the Why Are We Friends podcast. My name is Jason, and this is my first guest, Mr. Tom Leatherdale. Hey, how's it going? So, Tom and I have been friends for a hell of a long time. Like, yeah. 20 years, almost. Something or like that. Or yeah. Something like that. And, uh, so I do question sometimes why we are friends. But, you know, we bond over, what, movies and comic books, books and, and... Gaming. Gaming, yes. Gaming is how we well, met.
2: not to mention, you know, we are kind of related, so... Yeah, but you know. that came after. True.
1: Yes, Tom is actually married to my wife's cousin. But, uh, that, we don't need to get into that. That's sappy stuff. As we say, we, uh, we, uh, actually first met gaming... If by gaming, we mean role playing games. Yes, a la Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and not the
2: second twisted, you know, I'm the kinky sailor while you're the little hooker from down the street.
1: No, that's a whole nother type of gaming, and we're not going to discuss that here. <laughs>
2: Although, you know, I've heard Jay was into that. Playing the hooker from down the street, that is. Shh!
1: Dude, that was in confidence.
2: Dude, I saw the videos online.
1: Oh, damn it. <laughs> So yeah, uh, gaming. Let's, let's focus on gaming for a little while. Um, right. What's your favorite? What um, system do you like the most? Like, uh, over the years, we've played a lot. We've played yeah. uh, well, Dungeons & Dragons, of course. A couple different iterations.
2: Yeah, I didn't like the 4th edition. That one just kind of...
1: Yeah, a lot tracks. of people didn't like the 4th edition, actually. really too,
2: um, too hard to maneuver through stuff.
1: Yeah, you just, you're too limited in your abilities and yeah. whatnot. And that hurt the system a lot It mm-hmm. did not From what I've read It did not do very well And uh, had, Which is One of the main reasons Why they've revamped it And come out with the new I think they call it Fifth edition now Which is more akin to uh,
2: Fifth edition The quest for more money
1: <laughs> Pretty much But uh, from what I hear It's Going back more to The 3 3.5 rules Which were more popular Yeah But they've streamlined it Supposedly a little bit I haven't Got a look at it yet it is it is pretty much brand spanking new right now. And I apologize right now. I've I got to switch, jump topics real quick. I apologize for the quality here. Uh, since I don't have access to the luxurious Movie Madhouse studio, I'm recording this on my phone. So we're going to get the ambient noise. Uh, you know, a stupid guy who just has to mow the lawn today. He didn't get the memo. I know. He said something about not wanting the kids getting lost in the lawn. Bah. They'd but find them.
2: They'll just, survive.
1: Just look for the little hands waving up. Well,
2: I suppose, you know.
1: You know, but... Anyway, back to gaming. So, yeah, the d d system, they got the new the new 5th uh, edition. We'll have to check it out at some point.
2: Oh, probably. Taz will probably get that down again.
1: Sometime. Yeah, Taz is another one of our, our gaming circle, and he's the D&D guy. He's got all the D&D 3 and 3.5 stuff yep. and whatnot. We had another gentleman in our group for a while who, he did the fourth edition, but as we said, eh, it didn't fly. It was okay, but... It was the the uh, New World of Darkness from White Wolf version of,
2: you know, for D&D, because the New World of Darkness with the whole streamlining for that kind of sucked too.
1: I haven't seen it. We haven't experienced yeah, it. we tried to play it. I wasn't here for it. No, I wasn't there for it. Weren't
2: you? No. They had moves for, like, you practically had to do, like, rolls just to see if your character could wipe its butt or miss its hole.
1: Really? That detailed? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of cool, actually. No, it's kind of hard. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, so we got the uh, D&D. White Wolf. We do a lot of White Wolf, the old school, the World of Darkness White Wolf. That's what we're... Hardcore fans of... To the point where uh, I'm now currently running a... Vampire. D- a, a, a vampire, a World of Darkness version. I picked up the 20th anniversary. Yep. Damn thing is, like, freaking huge and heavy as hell. Yep. <laughs> but it's just so full of information. They did tweak a few things, though, and some things yep. either... If, if they were that way before, we never caught it. Some changes to certain favorite disciplines, a celerity change and whatnot. Yeah. You know... But, but. I don't know. I've ran two sessions. How's it going so far?
2: I'm liking it, even though I died in the second one. (laughs) (laughs) It hurt, too. I got stabbed in the chest. I died!
1: We had our first unintentional player-to-player kill uh, at last session. I think it was intentional. You think so?
2: I think Taz had something against my character.
1: Maybe. You looked at him funny.
2: I didn't even look at him. I was wearing a mask.
1: He's good guys with masks. Oh, maybe... Uh, I don't know. We'll probably never know. Dun-dun. dun <laughs> so, yeah, well, You know, the vampire system... I, I like the old school mm-hmm. white wolf system. Yeah. I, the dots make it easier. To- the dots make it easy. Um, you do get some freedom in how to, how to work those skills and points. Like, uh, just because it's... If it falls under the umbrella of an ability... Mm-hmm. You can generally have some success at it Yeah um, Even if you don't have a necessary skill You always have that chance Of oh, just yeah. going off the attribute Which is nice yeah. Some systems don't allow for that No Out of the White Wolf
2: system though I think my favorite to run is Mage Because you know it's. Well
1: you have been You have
2: I've been running it for how many years now I don't know Yeah we I finally killed you guys off yeah. Unintentionally this time I was planning on it And you guys turned around And dropped an island on yourselves
1: Yeah, that was my fault New character too, which was cool. <laughs> I retired my character. Like you said, we've been running, and playing this mage game for probably three years or more. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, well invested in. Like the way our gaming circle works is one person generally runs for about a month to six weeks, and then we change up and play something else That's for it? a while. A month to six weeks. Uh, well, yes, you had six months. You had a long stretch. Yes, circumstances being what they were. You had a long stretch
2: Yeah, you usually was Alright, who's running what? Well, I'm not ready for anything, Tom well,
1: Alright I was switching systems Because my previous game uh, I'll, I'll, Palladium books Rift Skids, We'll get into that uh, Yeah, that just kinda I don't know I lost steam on it And it kinda fell apart When half the party died So Yeah, cause you killed me Well Okay, we'll get
2: into that after Killer GM <sighs> Sure was revenge, wasn't it? Well, yeah You did it first yeah, but that was like 10 years ago.
1: No, it was only about 2 or 3 years ago.
2: No. Yeah. With John?
1: Yeah, John.
2: Yeah, in the D&D game, you know, where I disintegrated your cler- your mage with my cleric. Was
1: John in that game?
2: Yeah, it was you, me, John, and Tess. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah.
1: Holy smokes.
2: He's G.I. John now.
1: Yeah, and he's been gone for quite a while.
2: Yep.
1: Wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. It's... I should have worked on my revenge sooner. We're old. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs>
2: Yes, but I knew it was revenge. But I got revenge on you in my game for your mage game. Yeah. Several times I killed your character's wife off.
1: Tom likes to fight dirty and go personal. And I know role-playing games, okay, they're a game. It's it's make-believe and all that, and, you know... But if you don't put a little of yourself into the character, then it's no fun. Yeah, you gotta get invested, and I was really invested in my Wolf Forrester character... In yeah. this, in his, his mage game, and, then and, and I, I had gotten a wife, and we had children.
2: Actually, you weren't even married yet, and she was—you found out she was pregnant the hard way. Yes, after she was dead.
1: Yeah, he. And you I watched my part. wife die two, maybe three times. I watched my daughter die twice, I believe. Once. Only once. Just once. Yeah, he—he's yeah, a cruel and vicious game master.
2: Yeah, but you all seem to enjoy it. You keep coming back for more. It's like heroin yeah. or something, I think. Yeah.
1: But I had to finally retire the character. He had to protect his family rather than saving the world. So... Yeah. So I retire him. I bring in this new character that has a lot of interesting quirks. It's kind of kind of fun to play. You call four personalities a quirk? Yeah, she's quirky. Okay. I like it. It's fine <laughs> for me. But I made one role and... Well, I wasn't given all the information I was working with And yeah They dropped an island the size of Hawaii on New York It was a pocket dimension I pulled a pocket dimension into New York And killing we have determined instantly. that If you know the mage system at all Reality doesn't like to change So when you do a massive change like that There's a whole lot of what they call paradox And paradox is bad So basically I caused a, a global cataclysm
2: by cataclysm, meaning the entire world exploding into a dazzling ball of, you know, death.
1: Yeah, that qualifies as a cataclysm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, now we're he's gonna have to start a start a fresh game. And is it gonna be mage? Yep. Have you decided? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm letting you keep your quirky character.
1: Yeah. Well, I only played two sessions. And I know. So it would be no hard. experience or anything. So.
2: But I was nice and gave the other guys retirement points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice GM and all. Once in a while I'm nice. Yeah. Usually I'm cruel, mean, and heartless.
1: (laughs) Hence the killing of the wife and family. (sighs) Now, what else have we played over the years? Uh, Lots of vampire games. Lots of vampire... Actually, that's where we met was at a vampire circle. A different group than what we're playing with now. We have one same same, uh, player with us. But uh, yeah, it was that was going way back.
2: Yeah, that was back at Mama Barnes's.
1: Mama Barnes's, uh, when Olson's Comics was the only game in town. No,
2: GME was around, but
1: they they but yeah, they were into the Warhammer and the yeah the card games and stuff. That yeah. more so, they weren't into RPGs too much. They weren't into comic books at all.
2: Yeah, because when he tried, I remember when Chris tried to get into the comic books. Sean kind of tried to put him out of business.
1: Yeah, and then Sean. Sold, sold, sold Olson's stock to Chris. So, yeah, there's the brief history of the comic stories in Chatham.
2: Yay!
1: <laughs> so yeah, we had lots of vampire games. What was the first RPG you ever played? D and D.
2: Was it D and D? Second edition.
1: Like advanced? AD and D. Yeah. Okay. Who, who was that with?
2: Uh, guys, I was in a band with.
1: Oh yeah, Tom used to be a metalhead. Yep. Long haired hippie.
2: Yeah, slapping the Jack- bass,
1: man, slapping the bass. No,
2: I was a guitar player, not a bass player.
1: Oh, right. Jason Anderson he's, is the bass, he's bass, player. bass player. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so no, you're you're shredding like Jack Black. Sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's wishing I was that good.
1: Ah. Okay. Oh, you you're not going to trumpet your skills? No. Oh. Okay. That was me. You Joker. you have the floor, floor here, man. I was you're, not that great. Oh. All right. Do you have any memorable situations or anything from the D&D days? No. Oh, the D&D days? Yeah, way back when. Yeah, I had a I
2: had a mage that opened up a... Uh, I was looking for a book. And I whipped open this chest without even looking for traps, and the spell went off. And my alignment at the drop of a dice from the GM would alter. Oh. So from, like, lawful good to chaotic evil to... All in between. So this was a
1: constant change? Yes. Really? And whenever
2: the GM felt like doing it. Oh, wow. And the one, one, one scene, we're on there on a bridge, and we're going across, and the bridge came out from under us, and we're falling. And I had a wand of polymorph, so I could turn myself into whatever I wanted. And I was in good mode at the time. And as soon as I hit myself with the wand, the GM dropped the dice, and I went to lawful evil. So I turned myself into a wyvern, which is like a smaller dragon thing. Yeah, a wyvern, yes. Yes. And... One of the party members had no way out of it. He was falling to his death, and I said, "Give me all your gold, and I'll save your life." So he gave me all his gold, and I shoved both talons through his shoulders and carried him to safety. Did he live? Unhappily, but yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was broken, bleeding. Hey, broken, bleeding. At least you still alive. Yep. Uh, for me, first system I think we ever played. This was going back. Uh, our old friends, uh, Dave. Dave, Peach, and uh, Donnie. Yeah. And uh, we're talking shoot, 13 years old. Grade 8. Grade 7-8. And we first played, I think, Basic D&D. Never played that one. Yeah, it was Basic D&D. The old school little box. Um, That's where... Now, I have not had a recreation of this character in a long time. But that's where the first Hawk came about. I know you remember that name. Yeah, cause uh, he he was like, came, became your go-to name in almost every game. For a long time, yeah, but that was a long time ago. I have not used him in a very, very long time. Maybe he needs to come back soon. Ooh, da, da.
2: <laughs> I like your Mulcave. You played the, the Section 8.
1: Yes, Sergeant Floyd Davies. I've played three different iterations of him, and I only get to play him for a very short time and the game ends. I have not gotten to play him fully. That was a... a well, maybe you can bring him into your game. Maybe I should. I have to think about that. So yeah, basic D D was our first one and that's where Hawkborg came from. Uh we were so young and stupid. We you know I still to this day pull a lot of inspiration from T V movies, mm-hmm. comic books, whatever, right? Oh yeah. Well, we pulled a lot back then and uh the D- the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon animated that, yeah. series. Yep. We actually pulled some of that in because I ended up getting the lightning bow at one point. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, I think Dave was running the game. So, yeah, I got the lightning the lightning bow. Um, Donnie was playing like a, a warrior barbarian type. In basic D&D, they just had like fighter, mage, and thief kind of thing. Yeah. Very limited in what those classes were but he was basically basing like a barbarian warrior and uh, did you ever see the cheesy 80s fantasy flicks the sword and the sorcerer yeah that's where they had a giant two handed sword that had three blades I, I remember and the, the side ones the two side ones could shoot out yeah well Donnie had that sword they wow. worked out to have that sword and but we all we he altered the description slightly so that the three blades were not like, all the same length. The two side ones were actually about a third the size. And they weren't necessarily out right away. He had to pop them out. And then he could fire them. So, when was, that, when
2: that, when you pop them out, would that, like, take away the integrity of your sword?
1: No. The way he designed it and all, it looked, like, it looked legit. It, but remember, we were 13. True. <laughs> we were young and stupid. We knew nothing about physics. Ah. Hence... Uh, We'll get that in a second. Because once we got past the early D&D stages... And yeah, we were leery about what our parents would think. Because the stigma of D&D...
0: Oh no, my kids are going to go to the McDonald's and kill everybody looking for experience points.
1: Yeah, there was that stigma in the 80s, you know. But uh, then we discovered Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness.
2: Nope, never played that one.
1: It's a Palladium book. It's... it's, it, uh, It has three or four books that are offshoot, but it's all part of the Palladium system. And you just make, you make mutant animals. Cool. So, um, um, I made, I, I made a Logan. I was just starting to get into comic books at the time. Just starting to discover the X-Men and Uh, what they were all about. I made a mutant Wolverine. Little did I know that, Wolverines themselves, and they, I didn't know what, I didn't even know what a Wolverine looked like at the time. So it's a tiny little rodent; it's not very big. So I was essentially a midget. But yes, I had the claws. But he was like a James Bond version because he had he had a, he was a secret agent.
2: How would you do the whole Logan thing? You know, the James Bond with the Bond, James Bond. It'd be Logan, Logan, Logan.
1: I can't remember. I, I had I had a little quip that I don't even remember what it was now, but I did have some little pickup line that I thought you, was babe? funny. No, <laughs> yeah, you know we could spend a lot just talking about highlights, but we'll get we'll get into that. Um, but it was during the uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness, we discovered Heroes Unlimited, mm-hmm. which then led to riffs and uh, just opened up the whole Palladium system to us. Okay. Rifts is ball- huge. Well, Rifts encompasses all of Palladium books. That's why they came up with the conversion books. Yeah. So you could take the mutants from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, bring them in, and so on, mm-hmm. and Heroes Unlimited, and so on. And it was from that that the one that keeps getting thrown in my face every month or so. There's one class where you can make special vehicles. <laughs> And, again, okay, at this point I would have been 14, maybe 15 tops. I designed a kick-ass Apache helicopter. With an ejector seat.
2: And if you're not catching as to what that would be, you would shoot straight up into the blades.
1: Now, I tried to word it that a split second before the ejection would happen, the blades would fire off, would be released. But, no... That got argued against me, and... Yeah, basically, it was... The ejector was basically a pilot blender. Yeah. And that gets thrown at me on a very regular basis.
2: At least it wasn't an Apache-like helicopter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the Marvel system. Yes. Very... It's slightly confusing. Very limited. But it's a lot of friggin' fun!
2: Well, yeah, because you can just, you know... Pummel the crap out of whoever...
1: Well, yeah, um, we played that just a few years ago with a a group, and um Where so that no the ones? the main the main uh I can't think of the word here the main connecting thread over the years is Tom and I, yeah, we're the only ones of the groups over the years. we're the only ones that have stuck together, yes, probably because he's family, you know, married my wife's cousin and all that probably has a big part of it, you know, we've become closer over the years, you're one of my best friends, yeah. so. But our other the other groups have kind of shifted slightly. Yeah, we have a couple that have sh- stuck with us for quite a while, but... Yeah, it has. They've shuffled around quite a bit. And Rob that's... left
2: for a while, and then he came back.
1: Yeah. And Brent's been here. I for... brought Brent in, yeah. what, about seven, eight years ago? Something like that. Roughly. I was working yes. at the hardware store, so...
2: Yeah, you were at the hardware store.
1: Yeah. Cause and we kind of got, about, Brent's okay. the youngin' of the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, youngin'. He's half our age. No, it's not that bad, but he is a lot younger, so a lot of references we make to old movies and whatnot, he doesn't always get. Or he
2: doesn't get him to new movies.
1: Well, yeah, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he has I no watch reason. This
2: movie, uh, I didn't have time.
1: Yeah, yeah, he gets playing video games or whatever, and yeah. hey, whatever. You yeah,
2: never float your boat.
1: But he can't complain if we were spoiling movies to him. It's his fault, not yeah. ours. We're not. I'm not going to say spoiler alert every time we talk about movies because we'd be saying spoiler alert all the damn time.
2: Like, <laughs> we'd have to have signs popping up all the time, yeah.
1: So, yeah. We started touching on it. Memorable moments from our gaming histories. Ah, yes. Of which there are many.
2: Mr. Bayshard and his singing on an airplane of I Got You, Babe. Yeah. In turn, cause two werewolves... On a 747 to attack
1: us. There was... This was back with uh, the group where we met. Yeah. Now, at the time, it got to be a rather large group. I think seven or eight people around that table.
2: There were times where it was like almost ten.
1: Yeah, well, I, I can remember seven or eight. Yeah. Now, the problem with this group is they were hardcore. Now, I've... The whole time... Pretty much the whole time since I've been gaming... Ever since I was gaming with that crew, I've been with my current wife. My, you know, girlfriend, we've been together for 22, 20, no, 24 years. Coming, 24 years.
2: That's becoming, like, almost
0: eternal.
1: Feels like it. And uh, so, you know, I have, I had the wife. I, we weren't married yet, but it was a wife. Uh, had my daughter fairly early on into mm-hmm. this gaming circle. And so I had responsibilities. I could, that came, he came considerably later. Sky, yeah. I had at Mama Barnes.
2: Yeah, you had Tally too because I had to take you over to pick him up the one night when we first
1: maybe. M- maybe just before we left Mama Barnes's. Something like that, yeah. Right around there. But uh so I had responsibilities. Well whereas everybody else in the in the circle didn't really have anything. No. Most of them didn't even have girlfriends. We were lonely nerds. Yes. The typical we were the the stereotypical gamer geeks. Yep.
2: We had nothing but gaming our friends on our right hands.
1: I don't want to know about that part. <laughs> I don't want to know about that part. You guys, yeah, that, you guys, uh, what, what, what? you went to the Church of St. Spanky's? Yeah, me and Sean would get into
2: lap dance wars. Yes. I you got know, mad when I turned around and said I was going to, you know, go and take my car payment out of the bank just to send them back to Ma Barnes's and needing several cold showers. <laughs> I wasn't a part of that. Oh, No. We tried. I think we took you one
1: night. Um, I did not go to my first gentleman's club until my 22nd birthday.
2: What? There's no gentleman there.
1: (laughs) Okay, strip club. Thank you. Uh, yes, my 22nd birthday. Sherry Champagne's in Sarnia. I wasn't involved in that one. I, no, you were not there. But that was my first, uh, that was my, the first time ever, and it's memorable. I still have the Polaroid. Hmm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I read all mine
1: uh, All of? How many did you got?
2: I had about huh. 10 to 15 Holy smokes I used to have spanky so much The owner knew who I was Jeez. Well, A regular? The drummer in the band That I was in at the time Was the DJ at Spanky's Oh So we'd go there and hang out
1: Yeah hang yeah. out
2: It was so oh, Such torture to stand there And listen to him play music While looking at boobs on stage but I <laughs> suffered through it.
1: <laughs> Congratulations. You survived. Yeah. You survived the horror. The hawa. The hawa. <laughs> yeah. So, back to what I was saying. So, with this circle, they would do marathons. Friday night, they'd start at around seven thirty, eight o'clockish. o'clock-ish. o'clock. They would go cause... nonstop. Till sunrise. Till, yep, sunrise, Saturday morning. The, so they'd usually stop around 6, 6.30 a.m. Something like that. A uh, couple guys who didn't live close by would crash at that place. Everybody would go home. They'd come back for around 6 o'clock. 4. 4? Four? Awesome. 4 in the afternoon on Saturday. Start up again, continue on. Same game. Usually the same game, yes. Usually I think there was a weekend, couple times they'd shuffle it, but yeah. It would usually be, every
2: weekend it was one person ran for the entire weekend, which was hell.
1: Yeah, it was a long marathon. They'd go start at 4 on Saturday afternoon and go until... Um, about 6 in the morning again. On Sunday. And sometimes, not all the time, sometimes they would pick it up again Saturday, Sunday afternoon and go until about 10 or 11 at night. Um, more like 1 or 2. Was it that yeah. late? See, I couldn't do all that. No, you were uh, not. I could usually stay for about a five or six hour stretch, yeah, one way. night, and that was it. Yeah. So, needless to say, whatever game they were playing, my character got left behind. Got I didn't... But I if was, we all
2: died, we were nice enough to say, hey, your character's dead, you gotta make my new one. Yes, that you know, happened
1: once on or twice. Still pisses me off about that. My, my one k that I was playing, Katrina when we got attacked by uh, we got attacked by euthanato mages.
2: Oh yeah, didn't you get turned into a slot machine?
1: No, I just got vaporized.
2: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: I was one roll. One roll away from getting around a corner being safe and no, I missed. Yep. You went poof. Yeah. You were the slot machine.
2: Yeah, I was the slot machine, that's right. That's
1: why they were there because we tried to get you back. And they didn't no.
2: You went poof, and I went, Hey, look, you're still in Vegas. Yes. As my arm got pulled up and down, and the blood was turned into task coins. Yes. Uh... Which made me wonder, because they were feeding my my character blood,
1: pulling your arm, where were the coins coming out of? Use your imagination. That's I know simple. you know the female anatomy. You can use your imagination. I know it a little bit. <laughs> Two kids. Yeah, you know the female anatomy. Um... Yeah. What was your first vampire character? Taz. Taz? The infamous Taz. Taz, and the Friggin' infamous, Nutball. The Gangrel. Gangrel, who acted like a Malkavian. She did not. Bullshit. She was just... Yeah, you can swear, dude. Okay, in case I haven't made that clear. I know.
2: <laughs> well, that
1: Bullshit.
2: Was, that was when Anders, My buddy Jay Anderson was, started gaming with us. And he played what's called a Brujah vampire who are the fighters. They love to fight. They're the big, but usually play usually brujas or bikers or whatever, and they like to get in fights. And on the infamous plane ride, he hid under a seat. Yeah, he failed his. He didn't fail nothing. He just went. I'm hiding under a seat, and I'm
1: like, "You're supposed to be the fighter." We'll get to the plane ride, the full-on plane ride story, because. But I'm kind of proud of it, actually. I almost died, but you didn't. Well, yeah, because okay, I'm... we're getting into it right now, so. We're all yes, it's vampires, but there's werewolves around. Blah 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 blah. So we're on this this flight because most of us, you, you know, were going
2: from Washington to LA,
1: we couldn't afford a private flight or anything. You know, we we had to fly coach basically. Well, again, this gaming circle is rather large, so there'd be a lot of time before the GM would get back to you to see what you were doing. And you'd be we're bored. on a we're on a we're on a plane ride. There wasn't much my character was going to do anyways, but I was getting really bored because. There were one or two guys that they always seem to be plotting, planning everything Mm -hmm. at all times. So they're taking up so much time. Yeah. So I was really bored. So when he came to me, I said, well, I'm going to put in the headphones and listen to music. All right. That was, that was it. But then I started singing along and my one, at that time I had one personal experience on an airline where I had the headphones in. This is an actual real life experience. And, at the time, I'm sure things are different now. At the time, they had like 10 channels. And each channel had a different, had a different list of music. So, and it was all, like, each channel had about, we'll say, 12 to 15 songs. I'm nodding in and out on this six hour flight. I'm nodding in and out and I kept waking up to the same frigging song in the loop. It drove me batty. Nothing compares yeah, like, to you... That's a far trip. I know, but it was Nothing Compared oh, to You by Sinead O'Connor.
2: Oh. I'm surprised you didn't open the door and just jump. Oh.
1: I, 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 <laughs> it, I still cannot listen and hear or hear that song without cringing. Just because it was like subliminal. So, knowing that I kept hearing the same song and had that memory in my mind, because that was only a few years before... I'm bored on this plane. I started singing along, and the first song that came to my mind was I Got You, Babe by Sunny and Cher. Yes. So I'm singing it. And when the GM came back around to me, I was singing it. So So he made it. He took it as I was actually singing it in the game. You were. Well, I didn't actually say that, but he took it as that. He wanted to roll with that because I was pissing him off. I was annoying him at the table. Yeah, he would get annoyed if you
2: rolled your dice and it wasn't your turn.
1: Yeah. Well, let's. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into yeah. that kind of stuff. But anyway, but so another passenger on the on the flight came up and smacked me in the back of the head and told me to shush. Well, NPC at the time, this little kid named it was a non-player character. Yeah, well, I'm assuming people know what gaming is and blah blah yeah. blah. Let's well, let's just assume.
2: Just clarifying for okay.
1: Yes, yeah, so a non-player character, the GM's character, if you will, a uh, little kid. Was it Jimmy or Joey or I can't remember his name now? But he took offense to me getting slapped. Uh, he had issues with uh, his mom getting abused or something, something like that, or bullies know. or something. I don't know. So he, he punched jumped, the guy in the nuts. Jumped out of his seat, punched the guy in the nuts. Well, the guy happened to be a werewolf. Yep. And well, your version of them. It made him. It made him ang- really angry, and he lost control, and he shifted into big wolf form. Grr.
2: Not the Twilighty big wolf form. No, we're on, talking on two feet, big arms, teeth, claws.
1: Traditional wolf man monster size. Yeah, I'm
2: gonna rip your face off and then skullfuck you to death. And
3: now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank,
0: Looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart Store—now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell T-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger. better, Better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one-to-two-minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions contact our ad department at info at jzelmon.com.
1: Now, this isn't an enclosed place. This is in the airline, in the air, in the plane. Yeah. So, needless to say, a fight ensued... Um. Somebody shot out one of the windows, which immediate decompression. No, they um, blew the door. Was it the door?
2: Yeah, because I well, got sucked out the door.
1: Okay. Well, the door got blown open. Uh, the werewolves got sucked out the window, and so did a few of our player characters and a lot of innocent bystanders. Thank God, Donnie um, was playing a cargo. I got I got safely belted into a seat. Um. Jason Anderson was underneath the seats. Yep. So he and he. Chris was in the him. bathroom. No, Chris was next to me. We we got bolted in back where the stewardess is sitting. That's right. That's what we gonna, got bolted oh, in. Oh, Mattoon
2: was locked in the bathroom.
1: Yes, Mattoon was locked in the bathroom. Um, Donnie just dove out because he was playing a gargoyle. He could fly. He caught you, didn't he? Yeah, but he waited for the last second to make sure that Chris's character wasn't falling out, the, out of it first. Oh, yeah, he had that thing for Chris's character.
2: Yeah, and they were both guys. That scared me. My <laughs> character made like 110 pounds, so he could have like grabbed me, grabbed Chris, and flew away safely. No, he, no wait, I'm going help me.
1: But and Yeah. So me, singing and Sonny and Cher caused a plane to almost have a oh, well, they had to have an emergency landing. They didn't yeah. crash. We didn't crash, but we did emergency have to have an landing. emergency landing. That didn't end well. No. That um that that's there that's a that great moment. story.
2: There was the infamous one with me and Taz and the, it shouldn't work. It's a conspiracy. It shouldn't work. It's a uh, conspiracy.
1: I was running a mage game. Yep. Um, Tom was playing Dr. Rebecca Austin. Yes. One of my
2: favorite characters I've ever played.
1: A scientist. An actual doctor. A Frankenstein type scientist. She's also a medical doctor.
2: Yes. But I was playing a caregiver caregiver. I was not a warrior. No. Which was a change for me. That was my first non-tank type character.
1: Yep. And now you've avoided ever since.
2: Yeah. Well, I just like... You gotta do more thinking. When you're not the tank. True. The tank, it's you know, <laughs> kill uh, it. Solve it by beating it to death yep. with its own butt.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, Taz playing a, an order of Hermes mage, so he's a researcher. He's yeah, uh, he, he likes was, he was another brand. and he was a he was a master of forces and whatnot. Yeah, yeah he was. But
2: we find the instructions for some machine,
1: basically got, a Stargate. Yes, and we both botched on the rolls. Because it wasn't working, and no one was in the building. They, they went into this building, and for mysteriously, no one was there. And mm-hmm. Well, Tom was looking at it from the technical aspect. Yep. And Taz was looking at it from a personnel aspect. Looking at it, like, reading the email, emails amongst the, the people there, and so on. And we both
2: rolled, and we both had, like, two or three ones.
1: Double botches.
2: Which, in, two, the, in the White Wolf system, means... <laughs> GM gets to have fun now Because you fucked
1: up But the fact that they both double botched On essentially the same role Led to a fight Yep, yeah, we argued that it shouldn't work no, They could both fine agree fine. that it wasn't working But, but they couldn't They couldn't agree on the
2: why I said, it I said it should no way it should work And he said that it was just a, a governmental conspiracy
1: It was a sabotage Or sabotage. something along and those a conspiracy. lines Conspiracy. Which led to his
2: character almost dying because we went outside and I said it again and he told me to fuck off. And he my said, character was dating a ghoul who was like 500 years old. And seven, 400. 400 years old, five feet tall. You know, basically the big show with muscles.
1: Yeah. Yes. Every
2: girl's dream.
1: Yes. A 400 year old ghoul and his girlfriend comes out arguing with a friend and the friend says, No, shut up, you stupid bitch. Yeah. To which he almost lost <laughs> his head. Over that whole situation, that would have been our first uh, (laughs) player-to-player kill. (laughs) But I roll, I made the roll, and he did not rip his throat out. So, well, I kind of talked him out of it too. But that was that situation still lives on.
2: There was that, and
1: um... now we had the same two players in a similar situation that did not end so well. Yeah, (laughs) just in last session. Yeah, they're sneaking into this building. This is not a vampire game.
2: Yeah. and I get to play a serial killer
1: playing a serial killer mall cave, but she's not combat-oriented in any way. Nope. Taz, however, is she's playing, playing an Asamite, the assassin clan of the vampire world. Dun, dun, dun. Now, they don't know each other is in this building. We have all know each come other from there. a hill of beans. They didn't know each other. They met each other. Well, uh, they on went the on a tour of the town. That's about it. But due to circumstances, they're all wanting to go to this certain building that they cross paths with. But nobody's corroborated anything. They don't know each other. They don't know to work with each other.
2: Well, we didn't want to do the same thing like we did in the Rifts game that you ran.
1: Hey, we're going on adventure.
2: Want to come? Yeah, well, sure. And that would cause Jason to throw papers in the air and go
1: fuck. No, no, that does not beat what happened to Dave Peach. We'll get. Let's let's finish the story. Okay, okay. So yes, they're entering the building, uh, but they're all coming at it at different times, slightly different times, different angles. Taz has already entered the building. He scaled up to, like, the third floor and slipped in a window and working his way down. There's nothing in this building except for one room, and that's on the first floor. No one was around. They weren't even close to it yet.
2: My non-athletic character, quote-unquote, scaled in, which was I managed to catch an awning and spend five minutes wiggling around trying to get up. And got in on the second floor. Yep, the window was locked and finally said, screw it, and put my elbow through it. Now,
1: there was another player there. This would be Brent. Um, yeah. He saw Tom's character, but and he was watching him, watching him go sneak in and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Tom had no idea he was there. Nope. So Brent saw well, this stuff happening. Tom slips in. into this window, and Brent follows him in. Brent makes the rolls, not discovered. Tom is sneaking around this room, all in black. It's an abandoned hospital, but unlike you see in the movies, it, the rooms are empty. They don't leave old chairs and tables and yeah. lamps and stuff. That's bullshit. Yeah, they're going to clean it out and sell it for scrap or whatever they can exactly. sell it for. Exactly. So there's no, the, the rooms are empty. But Tom's trying to stay out of the light, what little light there is. He's, he's slinking around the corner. Well, Taz happens to be now on the second floor, and he, he heard the window break, because Tom's not stealthy like that. No. And yeah,
2: I it's doing too stealth. I wasn't stealthy.
1: Taz comes around the corner. He saw the... No, he didn't see you. He didn't see me until we both stepped up in the doorway, and he failed his self-control role. Well, you couldn't see Taz at all. He was using the ability of obfuscate, so he was essentially invisible unless he did, he did certain, uh, certain things to break mm-hmm. it. You step through the door. Well, even though he's invisible, he was still there. So Tom bumps into him. Taz ma- makes a reaction roll and fails. Now, this building, their previous experience, they had seen dark hooded figures that could be dangerous, and that's the building they're in. Taz sees a dark figure and he stabs with a poisoned blade and he rolled really damn good. Yeah. While Tom's (laughs) character is not dead they're one step from death's door and there's no hope of recovery because of the poison. I had
2: two dice to roll to soak the damage of his like ten dice that he dropped and he had successes on all of them.
1: But then there's the poison. The poison is what what prevents you from surviving.
2: Yeah, so well, I survived. It's just if I, you know, walk faster than a slow pace, I get out of breath. For a dead zero, person,
1: zero stamina. That the poison took away his stamina, so he's essentially incapacitated, near death. He's out. He's done. So I made up Gunner. Yes. Now we didn't get too far with him, but Gunner is just an Ugh Smash Gargoyle. He's smarter than that but he comes across as an Ugg smash gargoyle.
2: I had to take the name Gunner. I took the flaw Expendable, so I took the name Gunner.
1: Hence, like we said earlier, a lot of, we pull a lot of references <laughs> from movies. I <laughs> thought
2: about calling him Mr. Christmas, but I thought, no.
1: That doesn't fit a gargoyle name. Gunner kind of works.
2: Yeah, even though he uses swords and axes and knives. But you can make bombs, you said. No, I didn't. I so had, you took military sciences. I took military sciences, but I think that was more along in Knowledge, and I think that's more along the lines
1: of, like, uh, tactics. I see. Well, hence the... Something to work on. Yeah. Hey, Gunner, what are you doing? Making a ball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm a chemical engineer, though. He's chemically unbalanced. Now,
1: you brought up the point about, you know, ruining somebody's game. All best laid plans. Yeah, that's why when I run, I never have a major plan. Yeah, me either, generally... I have the plot. Now the game. The, what he wanted to talk about was I was starting a new Rifts game. This is uh, no, seventy years it was ago. An
2: original Rifts game. My character had died. I was that was when I played my power armor. Oh, that's pilot. right. That's my right. My power armor got blown So there blown was out. There
1: were two characters that were already established, and then we were bringing in a new one. Three, because it was
2: Taz was an
1: anti monster Taz was the new one. He no, was fresh to the group at that was, point.
2: Yeah, he was he was new to our group, but he had been in it. Right. He was playing an anti-monster. John was playing a demon queller. Abby was, well, she was playing that chicken threw the hammer and kept hitting Taz, which was funny. Oh, well, yeah. And
1: well, I brought in my Tattooed Warrior. But I wasn't quite ready to run the game yet. But if you have any experience at all with gaming, getting the group Group together, together. unless you start out by saying that they're established together... And know each other. Getting them together, getting them to work together is always the hardest part. Hence why Tom died. It's the funnest
2: part. That's usually when players wind up killing each other. I'm
1: expecting I can bullshit some random encounters just to get the group together. Keep the idea
2: of shit in mind, because it's what he throws at us later. Yes. What they do is...
1: Hey, you want to go on an adventure? Okay.
2: No, it was that's, Hey we're going on adventure, you wanna come? Sure. To which the GM grabbed
1: all his papers and I didn't have papers. I didn't have papers. you you're now you're thinking of the Dave Peach situation. Oh yeah. Okay. So they pull that. So I pull I had recently watched Dogma. So made by Kevin Smith. Now I did a variation on, but I made a shit demon. It was just basically a flying cloud of shit. And yes. that's what they had to fight with and they didn't even come close to killing it, but they managed to make him go away. They annoyed him enough well, that we didn't he
2: left. Have, we didn't have the air spray.
1: No. Or didn't to have toilet. Right. If
2: we'd had one of those two things, we could have got rid of him.
1: Yes. But that's what you get when you... Fuck m- up the
2: GM's plans. Exactly. Or the GM turns around and takes Lake Erie and puts it with Rondo Park.
1: Yeah, well, let's save that one for another episode. Um... <laughs> The, I, but because I think we're getting up on time here, yeah, we're getting up on time. But uh, the Dave Peach situation—we mentioned it twice now. Oh, uh, yeah. Dave we, Peach, an old friend of mine, like I yeah. grew up with the guy, uh, part of our old crew years ago. Haven't seen or heard much of him for a while wow. now. But he um, was running a what was the system? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk,
2: which is futuristic, and you can get cybernetic. Very,
1: very, very combat oriented. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. It's all combat essentially.
2: Essentially, yeah.
1: Well, he works up this. He's gonna have this kick-ass adventure going through basically like a die-hard situation. It was like,
2: yeah, but it was like thirty floors underground, and he had maps for each floor. Yes, he including had the top floors of the building.
1: He had graph. He had a pile of graph paper. He tons of maps. About a week making it at least. He spent a lot of time working on this. Yeah. But he made the mistake of what was the mission. To take
2: out the people in the building.
1: Yes. take they, Everyone was, in the
2: building had to die. There was no, take out the people in the building, but save the
1: building. So rather than going floor by floor, no, they just drop a whole lot of explosives to an Every office chair. Every explosive we had. Strap it onto an office chair and drop it down the elevator shaft.
2: And run like hell. And it worked. Yep. He threw his papers in the air as the bomb went off and the top floor then met the bottom floor
1: and okay goes without saying it was the the twin towers 911 yeah long before that ever happened
2: yes but that's what
1: they did in this game and yeah all that graph paper was for nothing yep he threw it in the air pissed off oh he was livid <laughs>
2: livid he did he ever come back after that no, I don't think so. I if, don't think if he did, end.
1: it was very few and far between.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have much to throw at us after that. Yeah, that's why usually I make my game. It's like okay, you got to stop this guy. I'm expecting you you know, thinking this is the guy you got to stop. Are they going to go straight ahead? No, not the crew I'm with. If they don't make fifty-seven left turns and one right one before getting to the bad guy, it's not a game. Yeah. Because they go off on their own little tangents in different directions.
1: We get that a lot. That's part of running a game. It, in my opinion, running a running a linear game is boring. It, for the most part, yes. Playing a
2: linear game is boring.
1: When the yeah. GM's got his thumb on you and you cheer We've going We've had a couple game, of those. It's boring. We've had a couple of those.
2: Although, with the one, I did get to kill Iron Man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the Marvel game. Or
2: no, who killed him? Brett. Brett killed me. Brett
1: did because he took one of his gauntlets as a trophy.
2: Yeah, and then I shoved the shotgun into the eye hole and just kept firing until the shotgun was empty. Yes. Because I was playing yet another crazy serial killer
1: type. Yes. Something you're not supposed to be able to do. You're not supposed to be able to play evil characters in the Marvel system, but we were doing it.
2: Well, the GM said, hey, I'm going to let you guys play an evil Marvel game.
1: Oh, there was a lot of potential there.
2: There was, because I made a... My That's where the
1: Apache-like helicopters helicopter came into came it. Came in, because he was using them as troop carriers, but Apaches don't... Carry troops. Don't carry troops, but they were dropping troops, so they were Apache-like. Like helicopters. And those Apache-like helicopters <clears throat> proceeded to crush all the troops that they dropped on the ground, when my no. magnetism character ground. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the
2: choppers really didn't do it. You kind of pulled the choppers onto them.
1: It was the choppers that crushed the troops. The that's choppers, st- and then the truck that they were standing next to as well.
2: Okay. I did that that's a your st- That's your story, and you're sticking to it, right? Yes. It's, that you had nothing to do with it.
1: No, I'm saying I did it, but <laughs> but my pa- I, it was still, physically, it was the chopper that crushed yeah. the troops. But I made it do it. <laughs> that was the game.
2: I didn't understand it. Brent was playing a character who was essentially Iceman. Yes. He was always in ice form because of the Iceman thing. But his prim- one of his primary weapons was a flamethrower. It was. I don't I remember that so because he pissed my character off, and I was going to shoot it and watch him melt. I don't remember that. I think he had a flame. I That's my-
1: pretty ridiculous. Maybe
2: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was just going to give him the flamethrower to hold on to, and then shoot it and watch him go ah melting.
1: You know. Oh, like that game where you had a kid using a flamethrower, using a Super Soaker as a flamethrower. Yep, my Hunter's game. That lasted all of like. Two shots before it started to melt. Yeah, and then he threw it down the alley, and it blew up, and almost killed Frappe. Look, we could go on for a long time with interesting gaming stories, and we have other friends that we could bring in on this. So, you know what? I think we better we better uh, slow our roll here. Okay. But let's see. Time wise, we got a few more minutes. Let's let's get off gaming for a little bit. Okay. Okay. TV shows. Okay. What's your favorites? Current and Past. Current and Past? Yeah. Uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Yes. That has been awesome. Oh, very much. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the new Gotham. Uh, The first episode was Killer.
1: (laughs) Killer. (laughs) (laughs) That penguin, man. He's stealing the show.
2: Yep. Uh, Criminal Minds. I know you're not big on it.
1: Well, I've watched a few episodes. I could get into it, but I've... I, it's just I'm not going to go back and watch the whole thing. No, it's one that I can watch if I don't have anything else going on. If it's on, I'm going to yeah. watch it.
2: They're bringing Jennifer Love Hewitt into it now.
1: Yeah, for the new season. I did read that. Yeah. What about yeah. In the past? Going back, go back in the, oh, go back past. in the day.
2: You mean, like when I was a kid and had to watch TV. Watch that kind movie? of thing. Yeah. Oh. Have you always been a geek? Yes. Okay. Dukes of Hazard.
1: Airwolf. Airwolf. Yeah. Yes. Blue Thunder. I did not like the TV show. I liked the movie. They changed but, too much. Like they, they, it, just, it didn't have well, the feel that the movie did.
2: Well, they had to change it because at the end of the movie, they blow the chopper up. Well, yeah, I know. But Airwolf, I didn't understand. It was a high-tech helicopter. <sighs> Are you telling me they, had more, they didn't have more than one tracking device on this high-tech chopper? He found all, you know, the one. I'm like, bleep, oh, you can't find it now. It's in a cave, but you can't find it. Never I, understood. You know what?
1: I don't care. I love that show. Oh, I know, but... But he, back in the day, you know, given my he, age he was and all... in California. It
2: was, just, it was kick-ass. He was in California. They would drive to the cave where the airwolf was, and there was snow on the mountain.
1: Well, it's a mountain. You get high enough up, it gets cold. And even though yeah, it looked it, like
2: he was in Arizona.
1: But even in the desert, the desert can get pretty cold. True. I, they, they say that. Deserts actually um, can be A-team? very cold. Eighteen... I even love the movie. Yeah, that movie. They need to do another one. Yep. Charlotte Copley. I I can't get enough Charlotte Copley. Yes, Mike and Rob, rip on me for it because Charlotte Copley in the movie Elysium is the ultimate badass psycho. I haven't watched that yet. You need to. I know. One of the best sci-fi movies of recent years. Original sci-fi movies. But his, Kruger, he's a badass psycho. And I mean badass. Mm -hmm. This is from the guy who played Murdoch. That's not a stretch. Oh yes, it is. Murdoch was not a badass.
2: Murdoch was kind of a badass, but he was a no. What I
1: mean, badass, I mean whooping ass, oh, kick ass the... weapons. Just... So the Rock gone crazy, getting there. He's okay. not doesn't have the build, mind you, no. but he was fucking phenomenal. Gotta so watch. You it. need to see Elysium. Yeah. Okay, but Charlton Copley's Murdoch, the whole that whole eighteen movie. They they picked the perfect people.
2: Yeah, I was they, kinda, all of them. I was leery on Bradley Cooper as Face Man. Oh, I think he killed it. Oh, he killed it. But I was at first, I was leery because the only thing I'd seen him in was Wedding Crashers.
1: True. Yeah, he hadn't done a and, whole lot at that point.
2: And I was kind of, and I hate to say this, I was stereotyping him like I did Heath Ledger.
1: Yes. Yeah. Raise the fist. That's right. Yeah. Heath Ledger, he surprised a lot of people with that. I know. When they
2: announced him as Joker, and I was like, oh great, we're going to have like broke back Batman. A lot of people thought that. And, and you now... Not, you'll never see Joker in a Batman movie again, because You nobody, can't say
1: that, unfortunately. Yes, no one... I, it, it's... It's A unlikely. psychotic
2: Joker like he did, you're never going to see it. You're going to see the more the
1: um Silly cartoony? Yeah, the silly cartoony... That uh, that that would be my guess. and Which would
2: be even harder, because... Again, raise the fist. Robin Williams would have been a great Joker.
1: Well, he was supposed to play him. Yes, in the, in the eighty-nine Batman with yes. Michael Keaton. Robin Williams was supposed to play yes. the Joker, but he—I believe his wording was—he did not want to play a villain at the time. The one
2: I saw with him, he said, "Yeah, I was all set to play the part," and then they said, "Sorry, Robin, we got Jack."
1: No, I—I I heard Robin was the first choice, and he chose not to do it. But I don't know; we'd have to look that up. Yeah. I'm not going to dig in on that right now. It would have been awesome to see it though. Bob well, Williams yeah, is a phenomenal um, actor. Yes, just recently rewatched, or not even rewatched. I don't think I'd ever watched it before. Dead Poet Society. I haven't watched that. It looked it's like it was supposed to be good. A phenomenal movie. I not it's, that. it's it's he he doesn't get into any of his craziness. A tiny bit, but not nearly like the like Good Morning Vietnam or Mrs. Doubtfire. You know he gets yeah. he gets pretty zany. He I doesn't watch, get the, get there. I watched a thing, thing on him.
2: A show called Remembering Robin Williams. Okay. And it talked about an episode of Mork and Mindy, where it's him and um, Jonathan Winters. Yeah, his kid. His son. And they're behind a couch, and they're acting like they're two old guys in the middle of World War I. They're like machine gunners. Okay. And their bit went on so long that it just ad led this entire thing. It went on for so long and the guys were like basically this is camera 1 I'm running out of film. This is camera 3 I'm running out of film. They were running out of film.
1: I wonder if that footage exists somewhere.
2: They showed some of it on this thing and it was funny. I've got to find that. I want to see that. I want the whole thing of it. You, with his passing, I can see them coming out with like a compilation, you know. There was ju-
1: just the other day there was a private uh, tribute show in uh, San Francisco with just just a lot of celebrity friends of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Like Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, Bob Goldthwaite, they all they all spoke at this this yeah. thing. Apparently it was a very, very moving tribute, but it's not to my knowledge, it has not was not put on film. It was just for just a, the private circle yeah, of celebrities and friends that knew him. Yeah, I didn't know about
2: him when I watched this show. I didn't know he was very much in he was one of the first guys to go over during the uh, Iraq the desert storm or whatever it was. Oh yeah. The last desert battle thing? Yeah. He was over there a lot to entertain the troops. That doesn't surprise me. And the one of the guys, um, I'm not sure of his name, he's a celebrity. Um, he plays Coach Buzzer in Grown Ups. He's uh, on Tool Time. And... Coach Buzzer? Yeah.
1: Oh, um. It's scary that he knows this. I can picture the guy, but I yeah. can't. I can't. Former Marine, by the, I believe it was, by the way. I can't, I can't, I can picture his but, face, but anyway, I can't think of his name. He said they would literally
2: to go to the next engagements, like the next show they have to do.
1: Was it the guy who played Farmer Fran and Waterboy? Yes. Okay. Damn it!
2: Now he's going to look it up. I've got to look but, it up now because it'll stick with me. But apparently, they, he said that Robin would take pictures with anybody that was there. Anybody who wanted a picture taken with him, like the soldiers, he would take them. He would stop, pose with whoever, right? He didn't care who it was. And they would literally have to drag him off so that they could make it to the next base to do the next show. He, he supported the troops that much. It does not surprise me at all. No. And at the end of it, I, at the end of that show, I believe it was... It was either this gentleman that Jason's looking up, or it was Pam Dauber. was one of the people on the show. And the sentiment I got from it, and I agree with it, after Robin Williams' passing, the world has become a slightly darker place. Absolutely. He was... Blake Clark. Yes. Great actor, who also is in Toy Story 3. He's in Toy Story 3? Yes, he does the voice of uh, Slinky. Oh, oh, because there's no... because Jim Barney? Yeah, because Jim Barney's gone. Okay. He replaced him. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I caught that... I just
1: always... I always go back to Farmer Fran because that character's popped up a few times. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Well, Uh, Robin Williams passing, that's still, I just, this thinking about it makes me want to roll a tear because there'll never be another one. No. But, all right, now we're getting sappy sentimental. Sorry. That's. uh, (laughs) Why'd you have to go and make it sentimental?
2: I'm sorry, man. Don't beat me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I think that makes a good trial run for an episode. Uh, sure. Yeah. Is it perfect? No. But it's it's a start. Yep. Will we do more? Who knows? If this one goes over well, sure. We'll see. But for now, I have taken over have... the movie Madhouse. It, this is my domain. Ha ha
2: ha! I have a feeling the champ might have something to say about that.
1: That's true. And he can hurt me. So, I'm sorry Mike and Rob, I can't wait to uh, get a hook up with you guys for next week's episode. <laughs> it was great replacing you for like, you know, an hour. Uh, m- maybe, maybe, if you did, if people will respond well, maybe they'll actually let you in on the real thing. The real show. What oh, do you mean, like when you wanted
2: me on the one when
1: you guys talked about The Crow? Yeah, I can't remember, oh, we were supposed to have someone else sit down on that one and that fell through. Hmm. So, someday, someday, we will get you it doesn't even have to be as special. I know we'll just I'll get you well, don't worry well, the only reason I say it. that is
2: because Jay knows The Crow is my favorite movie
1: yeah we didn't even touch on
2: movies nope we got a lot
1: of room to go oh yeah. we
2: could talk about movies lots of stuff Comments more, more gaming stuff more gaming stuff because <laughs> we have done some stupid ass crap in that
1: yes alright well thank you for listening again I apologize it was just it, just unavoidable scheduling conflicts so uh, it was put on me to try and come up with something to fill the air here you well, go Oh, Mikey had
2: a match come on
1: uh, this was before that.
2: I know, am so. He had to go kill somebody in the ring, so. Uh,
1: no, it, I'll, I'll tell you about that. I was wrong about that, but oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell you about that later. All right. Well, thank you again, folks. Uh, Movie Madhouse will be back at its regular time next week. For now, though, this has been the Why Are We Friends podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Tom. Thanks a lot. See you again.
2: It won't stop playing, man. It
1: won't stop. I don't know how to stop it.
2: It keeps recording forever. It just...
1: I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Try the red button that says stop. Oh, that one? Okay. (laughs)